New Orleans. The first rock star. Little Richard was unusual. He had always been unusual. He was one of the ten children of Leva May Penniman. She said he was more trouble than the rest put together. According to Richard, who began burnishing his legend from an early age, he was born deformed. One eye was clearly bigger than the other. One leg was certainly shorter than the other. Hence Richard walked with short steps, which gave him a mincing gait. In the Pleasant Hill section of Macon, Georgia, during the Second World War, at a time when sympathy for differences was in short supply, he came in for rough treatment. They called him faggot, sissy, punk and freak. And those were his friends. Among his classmates, he had a reputation for being happy to do the thing they were too sensible to do. At the age of 12, he placed one of his bowel movements in a shoebox, presented it to an elderly woman in the neighbourhood as a birthday present, and then hid to witness her reaction as she opened it. He had his first homosexual experience with a local man known as Madame Oop. Madame Oop was a friend of the family. Sometimes white men would pick Richard up in their cars and take him out to the woods. His father Bud would beat him, say he wasn't a real boy. Bud ran moonshine whiskey and was eventually shot and killed in front of Macon's Tip-In Inn. The young Richard was excited by the gospel acts that came through Macon. Because they worked on the Lord's behalf, these people seemed to be licensed to act crazy. Sometimes it wasn't possible to tell whether they were singing about heavenly or earthly reward. They were clearly moved by the spirit of free enterprise. Richard ingratiated himself with Sister Rosetta Tharp when she played Macon. She allowed him to open her show and then crumpled $30 into his hand. This was a life-changing moment. In 1949, at the age of 17, Richard went on the road with a snake oil salesman. Like many features of Little Richard's early life, this is not a metaphor. This is the reality in which he was raised. He performed with Dr. Nobilio, who carried with him the devil's child, allegedly a dead baby with the feet of a bird. He joined the minstrel show of Sugarfoot Sam from Alabama, who introduced him as Princess Lavon. He performed in a dress. As a teenager, Richard had a job washing dishes in the diner in Macon's Greyhound bus station. Interesting trade would pass through, particularly in the nighttime hours. This is how he met a 15-year-old from South Carolina called Escurita, who styled himself Escarita, sported a pompadour so high there was snow on the top that was camp enough to make Richard seem like a longshoreman. Richard took him home and copied the hairdo and his hammering right hand on the piano. In fact, Richard, who was to spend the rest of his life complaining that other people had stolen his style, picked up something from almost everybody he encountered. He played in the band of Billy Wright, who piled his hair up high 
and impressed upon him the value of a makeup range called Pancake 31. He observed a mountainous woman called Clara Hudman, who performed in shimmering raiment and went by the name of the Georgia Peach. In the same week in September 1955 that Richard arrived in New Orleans for his recording date, two men went on trial in Money, Mississippi, for having brutally beaten and murdered Emmett Till, a 14-year-old boy from Chicago who'd been visiting relatives down south and made the mistake of addressing a white woman in a way she took to be fresh. The only reason there was a trial was because his mother had insisted his appallingly damaged body be flown back north and displayed in an open coffin. The killers were acquitted, as was the custom of the South, but the trial pricked the national conscience. Even in the rest of the country, which didn't have the same history,